Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide, a podcast about navigating the millennial generation. We are three sisters across a couple of continents and we go very high and very low. We bookend the generation. Dim's right down the bottom. I'm right at the top. I'm Amy, by the way. But we always like to hear your opinions as we go through. So jump on Insta. Tell us what you think at the Millennial Divide or Facebook. We love to chat to you. So yeah, I'm Amy. I'm 37. And this week, I feel like this week I say every week I'm so tired and it's getting old. So I won't say that. I will definitely not say that. I will say that I'm really enjoying. I've just started at my mother's group and it's great. And it's been such a surprising good part of being a mum because I had heard lots of shitty things. Terrible things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But actually it's been wonderful. Oh, that's lovely. This week, I've been feeling a little bit flat, just about the state of the world, really, you know, simple things. So I've been trying to do some nice little things. I was telling producer Tonts earlier that I've got an Ellen tip of the week. I just went down for a walk and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to think about big, scary things that I can't control. I'm just going to look around and enjoy and try to find the good. And I did. And there was a lady playing with her dog at the park and a construction worker on like the eighth floor of the building just taking in the view that he could see and it really just recentered me. So it was lovely. So if you're feeling a bit down or sorry for yourself, it's a lovely way to just recalibrate. You're not moving to New Zealand? No, not yet. I do love New Zealand though. I could move to New Zealand, but no. Not no. yet. Dima, what's going on? This week I am in Tuscany and I have a meat hangover which I wasn't sure was possible, but turns out if you have like a seven-course meal made entirely of meats, you will experience that. So that's um, – I'm suffering right now. Also worried about the world and all of that too, Elle. Um, but, yeah, mostly focused on myself. But enjoying all the meat. Yeah. You are YOLOing it. I Let's mean – how I use that, I you understand. You in a sentence, well done. <laughs> You've really come a long way with that word, Amy. I really have. I really have. So this week I've got heaps to cover. Obviously, Australia has had an election. Did you know that? Turns out we did. And turns out we were all wrong. So we're going to cover what it all means for everything. Emily Ratajkowski. Do we know about her? Why is she connected to Alabama? So we'll talk about that and explore the deep dive of what the hell is going on in Alabama. Where's Britney? Anyone? Anyone? Well, we will talk about where Britney Spears is because there's lots to cover. We've got recommendations. And finally, I will have a rant because I am fired up about an issue. So off we go. Right, Elle. Apparently, we had an election over the weekend and it came as a surprise to everybody, the outcome. Not to the Liberals, apparently. Their pollsters had them pipped it really? as the winners. Yep. Is that right? Apparently. Well, talk us through what happened. All right. So, as of today, 77.7%, so I really hit a good percentage mark to find that out of, of votes have been counted in Australia's 2019 federal election. 
The Liberal National Party have been elected into a majority government with 76 seats, with the seat of Chisholm in Melbourne being called for Liberals on Tuesday afternoon. So the Liberals are also leading the count in two other electorates, so they're actually getting quite a big majority, which has surprised everybody. Labor won 67 seats overall so far. Greens have won one and Independents have won five seats. So what was surprising about this result was that nearly all the external polls showed a clear Labor victory. The Age has reported that none of the national pollsters accurately forecasted the vote on Saturday, which is huge because if we're not even getting, you know, people's exit polls or, you know, calling up people to find out what they're going to vote, then we have no idea what people are actually concerned about or where what direction they really want the country to go in. One of the key points that seems to have won over a lot of voters is the economy as Liberals delivered a surplus budget just before the election and Labor seemed to be selling a whole lot of radical reforms and paying for it with raised taxes, which I think scared a lot of people. One interesting seat was that Tony Abbott's seat of Moringa was lost to Zali Stegel, which is a great name, and she was a get-up-backed independent candidate who fought for real change on climate change. And that was a big push all the way through. It was very followed by the media, that seat. And he lost to her, so she's going into the parliament. So since the fallout, Bill Shorten has stepped down as Labor leader and Tanya Plibersek, one of the members many believed would put herself up for the leadership, has said that she will not contest it, saying that at this point she cannot reconcile the important responsibilities she has to her family with the additional responsibilities of the later leadership. I call such bullshit on that. I think a lot of people are. Oh, are you really? I do not buy that. I do not buy it because she was deputy leader. Yeah. Surely the the responsibilities or the time constraints don't change that much between leader and deputy. Dan, my husband, I had a discussion argument about that this morning because I said because he said exactly that she's already been doing the role so she should step down from deputy then if she can't handle the being the leadership if she doesn't have the time um and I said no but they're different roles and they'll take different responsibilities so you think the same thing you think they're the same role I just I do well I think there wouldn't be that much of a difference that you would not take the amazing opportunity because Mm. very likely the next person who is the leader of the Labor Party will most likely be Prime Minister. Mm. By In three years' time, we would have had a decade of Liberals. Can you believe it? Whoa. Yeah, and, and Labor can't change their leader anymore. Yes, no, they can't. So you're looking at yeah. the next Prime Minister likely. Yeah. Why would you turn that opportunity? If you're a political savvy person and that's your dream, wh- why would you turn yeah. it down? The only thing I can think of is that she doesn't have the numbers and that just – just blows my mind as to why they feel they need to bring the old trope mm. of it's not the right time for my family. Mm. Now, it might not be the right time for her family, mm. but if it genuinely is a numbers thing, I think she has she owes the public and family people everywhere <laughs> a, a real explanation. I don't know. Do you, what do you guys think? Well, that's what upset me about it too because I was like, well, this election has not necessarily gone the way of women you know, by the result, because I personally feel that some of the liberal policies are more skewed towards things that aren't supporting women. But that is also coming from a place where I'm I'm not as across it as I could be, so correct me if I'm wrong. But then on top of that, the party that I feel like does represent my views better has now pretty much been like, do you know what? You can't do it as a woman. You, you just can't have a family and be a leader. So I'm like, well, 
fuck, what what can you do? Like that's the most disappointing outcome on top of a disappointing outcome. No? Yeah. But maybe it's just her choice. Maybe she doesn't want to – maybe she wants to spend that time with her family. I just don't think that's – you go into politics, you be the deputy leader and you don't want to be prime minister. No. I really don't. Mm, mm. And then so all I can think of is if she didn't have the numbers, say you don't have the numbers rather than this rubbish line of family, family because if it's – but then again, if it's genuinely family, I get that too because I wouldn't run for prime minister because no. of my family. Yeah. I wouldn't. But I just feel like it's such a trope that all the pollies pull out and why can't they just be honest to say my party wouldn't vote for me? Yeah, because maybe they don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, why that's wouldn't thing. they vote for Tanya Plibersek though? What's what? wrong with Tanya? Well, I guess it's all a factional thing, Dim. I don't know. The Labor Party is very much um, caught up in left and right yeah, divide still. it would be whose turn is it yeah. and all in the backroom negotiations and there would be a yeah. – plethora of reasons why and they wouldn't want to acknowledge that I don't know but it just I really got disappointed when I saw that because my in my gut I just thought really it just didn't yeah Yeah. didn't pass the muster (laughs) so are you surprised by the election in general about the um, results actually I'm not I had this it was the same thing that happened when Hillary Clinton Mm. got done and I just had this horrible sick feeling that Trump would get in and look I am fairly non-political in the sense that I could swing either way for Labor or Liberal but I did have aspirations for a change and I was pretty disappointed with some of the policies that um, both of them put forward actually but you know some of the conduct from Liberals so I was sort of hoping for a bit of a change Mm. of scenery but I just had this feeling that maybe the public wasn't quite there and that life is pretty good and I also just thought, oh, I don't think people like Bill Shorten. Yeah, it, it really, a lot of people have been discussing that it became a bit of a presidential election. So in Australia, you vote for the party, for those that might not be aware. You don't actually vote for the person. But I think a lot of people can um, confuse that because we often see the American elections, how you do vote for a person and that person gets in or out and they're connected to a party. So I think ScoMo really did make it a presidential election that it was Scott Morrison against Bill Shorten and a lot of people didn't like Bill Shorten, which, Mm. you know, whether you're for that or against. For me, my thing about it is that, yeah, for me, the only issue was climate change. And if anybody offered me a hardcore climate change policy like Zali Stegel did, I would have voted for them. But I'm obviously in the minority. I just, which I I'm very perplexed about. I don't know how other people aren't as con- don't don't seem to be as concerned about this issue. And I get that people are concerned about the economy and their jobs. I really understand that. But if we don't have a world, we don't have jobs and we don't have houses and we don't have children and we don't have all of those things that we need. So that I, that's what's kind of floored me a little bit. That mm. yeah. That was my one big issue and I just don't feel we have real momentum to make massive changes at the moment. No. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I've just worked out why I'm really confused about this. I've I've just worked it out. It's because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the election, the upcoming election, and everybody was saying and everybody that I talked to was like, oh, I'm so disengaged in this election. I really don't care, blah, blah, blah. I'm not I'm not really looking to it. And now that the result has come out, everyone's been like, what? Oh, oh this is bullshit. And it's, it's, it's quite confusing to me because everyone's just decided that they do care, but only after the result. So yeah. 
I th- I think that's a not a good strategy, and maybe everyone could work on that for next time. But maybe it's that uh, care before the election. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe it's that thing that happened in America. There was a lot of complacency because people thought it was in the bag, and they thought, you know, in America they thought Trump would never happen, and here everyone got told, oh, Labor's going to win, and you know, and you get this complacency. But what hopefully we've seen a bit in America will happen here is people get galvanized and they start to rally behind the policies that really do matter to them. And, you know, maybe people just didn't feel listened to and they felt listened to by liberals. So, you know, that's what we also need to be aware of and what politicians need to be aware of and go, okay, well, what are the people wanting and what do they deem as important? And maybe it might take the introduction of a new law that bans abortion to get people to uh, sit up and take notice. And I guess that's a lovely segue or a very disturbing segue to our next topic. Dim, talk us through what is going on in Alabama. Uh, So a lot of people will be aware about this issue and um, will be across it. And it's a very emotive topic as well. Recently, Alabama has passed a law that bans abortion, including in instances where an individual has become impregnated due to rape or incest. It's very controversial. Even Trump has distanced himself from this law to a certain extent. He said that uh, in a tweet, as most people know, and for those who would like to know, I'm strongly pro-life with the three exceptions, rape, incest, and protecting the life of the mother, the same position taken by Ronald Reagan. Unfortunately, it's, it seems to be a bit of a trend, though, with another US state uh, looking likely to pass a bill that prohibits women from seeking an abortion after the eighth week of pregnancy. Uh, so that's in Missouri. A UN human rights spokesperson, Ravina Shambhadasani, told Reuters Television in Geneva that evidence and experience have shown that abortion bans do not reduce their number that drive them underground which jeopardises the life, health and safety of the women concerned. So it's, as I said, obviously a very emotive issue. There's a lot of big players who have come out speaking about it, including a model who is well known from video clips such as Blurred Lines um, by Robin Thicke. And her name is oh, Emily. Is Ratajan. that where she's yeah, from? That's her. Um, yep. She also got big deal, um, big arrested deal. with Amy Schumer, right? Mm. Yes, correct. Yes. So she showed her support of pro-choice by posting a naked photo on Instagram with just her her vulva covered by a flower. And it's, it, as I said, it's a difficult one to talk about. I'm interested to get all of your thoughts about everything that's happened, the response and what this means for the world. It all does feel really doom and gloom, but... What what are you what are you guys thinking about everything, including I'm just gonna call her Emrata because that's her Instagram handle. Are things like that gonna help save the world? Thoughts? Um well first of all I had to do a bit of research to kind of figure out why this is all happening now because I thought, gosh, all these states are kind of jumping on this bandwagon, what's actually happened? And what I found out is that it's been um a new strategy by anti-abortion Republican lawmakers since they swept the state legislators in 2010. And these laws have been a really slow creep. And they started by imposing restrictions to the access, including having to have ultrasounds before an abortion and all of these things to try to restrict abortions. 
And then since January 1st, 2019, lawmakers have proposed more than 250 separate restrictions on abortion across the country. So their main goal is to bring the case to the Supreme Court. So a lot of pro-abortion people are saying that we're going to take this to the Supreme Court and that's exactly what they want because they want to overturn Roe v. Wade. And as you said, Dim, this is a highly emotive issue, but I just think it's taking away a woman's right to choose and have agency over her life and be able to dictate what she wants to go and what she wants to do, which I just find really difficult to comprehend, particularly as in Alabama it was done. I know a lot of people brought this up by 25 men. And one female governor who, had to who sign signed it off. Law. That's true. So it's not, you know, mm-hmm. just men. But um, I also, the other thing I find difficult is that In Alabama, they say, you know, it's to protect the child and the mother. But in these states, maternal health outcomes rank among the nation's worst. And also they're not working on the other end, which is sex education and um, contraception and all of those things that actually do help to reduce abortion. Or paid maternity leave. Or paid maternity leave, which helps at the other end to Mm. ensure that um, people are able to raise their children in a supportive and great Mm. environment that they need. So... Yeah, I think it's really difficult. The MRADA thing, do you know what? Originally, I think I would be a bit, oh, goodness, isn't there a better way to do it? But I've actually kind of gone, I think it's a great demonstration of your body, you own it, you can do what you like with it. And she kind of is. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually, I think I've changed my mind too over the years. I know, which is really surprising, confusing for me. But I think... She's doing things that are bringing awareness to a cause that she feels passionate about and her tool is her body. That's what she, you know, that's that's her currency mm. and it's, you know, if that's effective for her to get traction, well, that's great. And, and I think if it was a one-off, like say, and this is without being rude to Kendall Jenner because we all know how much I love the Kardashians, but if Kendall Jenner did it, maybe it wouldn't have the same level of gravitas, mm. but Emma... So Emily Ratter, is that what they call her in Insta, Dim? M Ratter. M Ratter. M Ratter. Okay, it's much easier. Um, M Ratter <laughs> has got form. You know, she yeah. protested out the front of Kavanaugh's appointment. She was arrested during that time. She's done. She's quite um, forthright in her political opinions, and I think we'll go forth if that's mm. how you, that's how you do it, and that's going to get some interest. Mm. Then. Good. I will say that I um I actually saw that picture a couple of days ago because I was talking with someone about and I can't even remember why, but it was specifically about hot girls on Instagram. And we were talking about Emrata and some people didn't know who she was, so I pulled her up, found that photo, showed it to everyone and went, She's a babe and she's pretty much naked. I didn't read the caption at all. <laughs> I didn't read it. All I saw was that she was a hot babe on Instagram and was like, oh, she's naked and didn't think further than that. So that was my only concern, that if I was like, you know, looking at that photo and not necessarily thinking that there might be a connection to the abortion laws in Alabama, um, I can only assume that some of her followers might not have realised that connection either. But since then, I've done my due diligence and and read the full (laughs) caption. Yeah, I guess we will watch this topic with bated breath. Well, do you think? I'm interested because, I, I, I mean, I did look into whether Australia has any threat of um, going in a similar conservative route. And what I could find was some loose statistics from 2003 that 81% of 
uh, people believe women should have the right to choose. Do you think that, I mean, having said that, there have been some decisions like the election that were quite surprising and, and conservatism has seemed to have more traction recently. Could this happen? Could this spill over into different countries? I think um, Australia is lucky because we have a very sis- different system of government and a very different way of judicial um, review. And so in America, because they can appoint judges, it's very political. And so therefore, they've got a very conservative bench at the moment. We've got five versus four liberals, which is why they're trying to get it to the Supreme Court at the moment. Right. Mm. So I, th- I think it would be very highly unlikely that we'd see something change that substantially. But I do think that the world is becoming more conservative. I do. And I think people are becoming more fearful and they're looking inwards much more and they're reverting back to these binary um, opinions and becoming quite um, zealot or passionate about mm. these, um, but on both sides. Mm. I don't, mm, I I'm agree. not saying yeah. it's one or the other. So, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the the tide of public opinion is turning a bit, but may but there just is less opportunity to change legislature like mm. they can do in the US. Mm. Um, on a very dep- <laughs> depressing note, we will move on because it is really. I personally find it very distressing, um, mm. just because for the same reasons you do, L. That I think it's um, incumbent on the individual to choose, and um, especially in an environment that doesn't support mothers very well, I think that makes very. Very challenging for people who are bringing up children in that environment. So we'll watch, we'll see what happens, and uh, we'll keep posting the memes and the great protest placards. And Celeste Barber's take on (laughs) Emrata's photo, which is top notch. It's one of her best, I (laughs) think. We'll repost it because it is a cracker. (laughs) All right, so moving right along. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so Dima. I'm going to get you up to speed on a few things. In 2008, a young woman by the name of Brittany Spears <laughs> went a bit cray-cray. She shaved her head. She drove around. She went through um, drive throughs I think she had a kid on her lap at one point. Can't remember. Anyway, she went a bit. She had a baseball bat. Yeah, she, she had a moment. She had a moment. So after that time, her father, Jamie Spears, basically took on the management of all of her life. So it's called a conservator, conservatorship. Conservatorship? Yes, conservatorship. And this means that basically he controls all facets of her life, including financial decisions, but also personal ones, like whether she can get married or not, or if she can even drive a car. A couple of weeks ago, Brittany sought to end that arrangement, claiming that her father had forced her to take drugs and enter a mental facility against her will. So she's requested more freedom. It's now gone before the courts. They've ruled that Brittany needs to be first evaluated by an expert before any decision can be made, and that decision is now pending. But what's really interesting is this sort of all began through a podcast. So there's a podcast called Brittany's Gram, 
And these two comedians started following Britney Spears' Instagram. Now, if you are not familiar with Britney Spears' Instagram, do yourself I'm a really favor. Not. Oh my God, deep dive. Surprisingly. It is hilarious. Like, she is a cracker. And so they just basically set up this homage to Britney Spears on um, Britney's Gram, called Britney's Gram, this podcast. All started very innocently. And then what they started to notice was that it had changed a little bit. And particularly, Brittany loves the use of emojis. And then all of a sudden she started using emoticons and they thought something is up. That is not our Britney Spears. And so they launched this campaign basically called hashtag free Britney, where they they started to believe that Britney was basically being imprisoned by the people around her. It has completely spiraled and all of a sudden it's 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 a movement. And it's been pushed along by a paralegal who came forward uh, recently to just acknowledge that, yes, what they suspected was true. Brittany is, in fact, has been um, put into a mental institute, has been um, given drugs against her will, and that the cancellation of her tour in Las Vegas, and this is all allegedly, 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 um, that the cancellation of her tour was due to her dad putting his foot down and saying, well, if Brittany doesn't pull her head in and stop behaving badly, as in, i.e., driving a car occasionally, and apparently she wants an iPhone, although she has been posting on Insta, so I don't know how that works. Anyway, um, he would cancel the tour, and sure enough, he cancelled it. So it's all very interesting. No one really knows what's going on, but this podcast has completely gone crazy, and now everyone's very concerned about Britney's welfare. The New York Times is writing posts. TMZ is down there every day. Oh, but she's really going to help her welfare. I'm so glad TMZ is, you know, really after Britney's mental health. I know, I know, but it's the most bizarre story. And actually, if you go through her Instagram feed, you will see that her she she's quite quirky. Quirky is old Brit. But she always has been. Yes, but she loses her quirk in recent weeks. Oh. And that's where the emoticons have now taken over the emojis. So, Dima, have you heard of this Britney Spears? And do you <laughs> what do you think? Um, I heard of um, Britney Spears from this one movie I watched called Crossroads, which I think we, helped I saw her. that with you. Yeah, and um, that was what I grew up on. So I have, I mean, I'm not sure if it was the best role model for me as a movie, and if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you should watch it. But, um, yeah, that's how I, I discovered what is a Britney Spears. This issue in particular I'm fascinated in Half because, Amy, you've done such a deep dive and I'm just a little bit concerned about how you're spending your free time, Um, but also because it really highlights some very interesting complexities in mental health, being an invisible illness and other people determining when you're healthy and when you're unwell, Um, using quotation marks. Ellen and Amy can see that via video, but podcast doesn't translate. I... It makes me really worried because she's lost her autonomy. And I was reading a quote by Elaine Renoir, who's a, the president of the National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse. Uh, she said, as long as she is bringing in so much money and as long as the lawyers and conservators are getting paid, there is little incentive to end it, talking about the conservative conservatorship, say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're struggling Phenomenomenon. And actually the um her her lawyer has that's another point. Her lawyer has just resigned. Mm. He has stepped down from a I think it was a thirty grand a month um mm. salaried that's position. A good gig. It was a great gig and because he said this is detrimental, basically. Mm. Ah. Yeah. But he didn't elaborate, so you yeah. don't know what part is de- detrimental, but it's it's got 
huge question marks. Yeah. All See, over. I spoke to a friend who's a psychiatrist and I asked her about this and she said, in generality, she doesn't know about Brittany, you know, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Seek your own <laughs> medical advice, right? Exactly. But if it's the same in the States as it is in Australia, generally speaking, a family member cannot have someone admitted against their will unless the treating team thinks there is a need, obviously. And I thought about that. I went, oh, yeah, of course, she can't be forced into a mental health institute without the psychiatrist saying, yes, you should be here. And the same goes with medication, that the treating team has to obviously agree that there is a need. And then I asked her, I said, oh, well, can you do medication and can people get help without cooperation? And she said, you can medicate to a point, but most progress and insight comes with an element of education, which requires cooperation. So pretty much she's saying, well, the specialist would have to agree that there is a need. So if she's been admitted, there's probably a need, allegedly. Um, I still struggle with that because as soon as someone falls into a category of being like mentally unwell, any behaviour that comes as a result or after that fact put is put into that category of, oh, well, they're really, really happy today, so maybe that's a manic episode. Oh, they're a bit more flat, so maybe that's the depression. You know, mm-hmm. like it can really easily be put into this category of what would be a normal, you know, considered normal, again in quotation marks, variation in mood is then assigned to that mental health Mm. issue. Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. Mm. And if you've got enough money, can you not find a medical team who might just corroborate what you are saying? I mean, look at Michael Jackson. Well, she's worth $250 That's what they're working with. Yeah, Mm. and you just saw all the enablers with Michael Jackson, you know, can time and time again he was let down by medical Mm. personnel who just did not do the right thing by him. Um, Yeah, it's really distressing in a way because, you know, she's It's really distressing. I find this a really distressing issue. None of this is funny to me. Except for Amy's no, I mean, I was kind of having a giggle, and then I got it got really serious because I do love Britney Spears very much, and I'm really worried about her welfare. And I don't like it that she can't have an iPhone. <laughs> I think that's really mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Agreed. So watch this space. So, well, there are a few more weeks to go, and we will see what happens because they do at least now she's going to have independent assessment, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, according to TMZ. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> And you know what? You know you're in trouble when even the New York Times is quoting TMZ as their source. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. God no it's one a knows. sad world we're living in, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a bit of light, a bit of dark this week, but quick fire recommendations. Elle, are you ready? I am. Go. I am. I changed my notes quicker, so I was ready to go. <laughs> my one this week is the Kristen S. Hair Care Products. from. They're selling in Priceline in Australia. And Kristen S is the hairdresser to Lauren Conrad from Laguna Beach. If you follow her on Instagram, she has great tutorials. And great hair. And great. She has Yes, I was going to say in her own right has beautiful, beautiful hair. Beautiful red, long, long, thick, luscious hair. And she has excellent tutorials on braids and whatever you want to do. But she has released a whole range of products, which I have the weightless leaving conditioner and the blow dry assist mist which apparently cuts your blow drying time in half and i have to agree it does actually do a really good job do you know what else does losing all your hair after having a baby oh yeah that does help too much faster to blow dry your hair now i'll be buying the priceline product yeah (laughs) but they are excellent i'm going to get a few more i think because i'm really liking them and they're in a really good price point between 20 to 30 dollars this isn't an ad i just really like them and i like her and she's talked through all the 
things that make up her arsenal when she's a hairdresser and she's created products that she can stand behind and they look really nice on my shelf because they're good packaging. Okay, nice So one. Kristen S. I might S. get myself Haircare. down to Priceline. Yeah. Kristen S. Haircare, all right. Dima, I feel like I'm going to be really upset by your recommendation. Yeah. I mean, my recommendation is for a niche market, for sure, for sure. It's specifically for people who are in or around Tuscany and really love <laughs> Netflix documentary Chef's Table. Very fortunately, that describes me this week. And I decided that after watching season six, episode two of Chef's Table, which features Dario Caccini, who's a, an Italian butcher, Cuccini, that I would check out Cuccini, whether... Is that kitchen in kitchen. Italian? Is this chef seriously oh. called Chef Kitchen? Oh, That's so good. Um, hang on. Caccini, translate. No, it means snipers. Oh. It means snipers. <laughs> snipers. All right. Yeah. We digress. Continue. That's, That's bleak. Okay. Anyway, he it was great. Um, I went there last night. There's like seven courses of um, food and it's all meats and it's in this little Italian village in Panzano. And, yeah, it's just great, you guys. Have you seen it? Have you seen this episode, season six, episode two? I haven't seen two? that particular episode. Okay. No. Well, first of all, watch that episode. And then second of all, go to Italy and and go to this advice for this week. That's my recommendation. Great. You're really yeah. accessible really this good. week. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going hair care products at Priceline. <laughs> You're going chef's table. <laughs> we go, hi. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Dima, please do post some of your pics on our Insta because that whatever your partner Lyndon was eating last night, it looked like a tower of meat. I didn't even know what it was. He went so hard. So the thing about it, so it's seven courses, but five of them are literally different cuts of meat. And for whatever reason, on like the second course of meat, they were like, do you want double the meat plus a bone? And he was like, I do, which is a huge mistake when you know that you've got three more coming. So by the end, he was just like, I feel so sick, but kept eating. Bless him. He did a great job. Really soldiered on there. That was a lot of meat. All right. Good one. I love that. Okay, so I've got a food recommendation too, and mine is much more accessible like Elle's. This probably pretty much sums up all of our lives right now. <laughs> so when my husband was little, he had a fundraiser for his school and they had lamingtons and apparently he really <laughs> had difficulty with self-control in the lamingtons. So his mum put them in the freezer um, to stop him from eating them, <laughs> which it did not. He loved it. He ate all of it. He ate the entire like box and box of hundreds of lamingtons. So then they had to pay for the lamingtons. Oh. He ate them frozen. Oh so now he only mm. eats frozen lamingtons as an adult. He has got me onto them and they are fabulous. They are terrific. If you haven't had a frozen lamington, you are missing out. They're kind of dewy but crunchy as well and I've got really good producer Claire's like nodding away enthusiastically they are so good and so surprising and I just love them so get on board okay I will buy some lamingtons and put them in the freezer yeah totally worth it yeah I feel like we are on such different <laughs> wavelengths right now. I just feel like we're on such different wavelengths because I'm like going to this like really highly rated, like beautiful <laughs> restaurant. You're eating frozen lamingtons. <laughs> Not to be a snob about it, but uh, but what? you will be. You don't think a frozen lamingtons gonna cut it, Tim? 
sad. Okay, good recommendations. So uncouth. We've all gone a bit different this week. (laughs) All right, so final segment of the day. I'm going to tell you about what happened to me the other day. So for a number of months, six months actually, I was given a voucher to go and get a pregnancy massage at a lovely place. Of- I think I gave you that voucher. You gave me that voucher actually as well. No, we yeah, I gave it to it. I had two lovely vouchers to the same place. Oh. Okay. Cool. So I was so looking forward to that pregnancy voucher. And then of course, pregnancy happened. Yeah. And you and never get went, there. And, and I didn't get yeah. there. And I've got these two lovely vouchers. And this place that I may name drop at some point if I get angry enough Um Prides itself on doing pregnancy and then a postnatal pre- massage, like really relaxing mum stuff. So I was like, fabulous, lovely, can't wait. Had the baby and, of course, the moment you have a baby, pff, can't do a massage, that's insane. So it's taken me now four months to be able to get to the point where I could go and get this massage. So I headed off, made the appointment, got in, lined up mum and dad, all is well, and head over, drop my little baby at my, our parents' place And she decided that on that particular day, she would develop separation anxiety (laughs) and lost her mind, like completely lost her mind, crying, real tears, the lip was down, it was the full caboodle, could not calm her down, could not leave her, Could and also I'd forgotten the milk. So I was like, here you go, mum, here's a screaming baby and you've got no milk. So there were so many, anyway, it was just an absolute disaster. So at five minutes to the massage, I had this just inconsolable baby mum's looking at me like (laughs) are you really leaving (laughs) um and I thought well what am I going to do I'll have to call this place and and cancel so I called them the massage that I booked was called a new mum massage Mm -hmm. okay new mum yeah so I called them and said hi I'm I'm a a new (laughs) mum guess what's happened and the baby screaming in the background I was like you beauty you know I couldn't have had made it better screaming and so this lady had to a few times clarify what I was saying. I was like, I've got a screaming baby. I'm not sure if she's unwell. I cannot, I can't, I'm really sorry. I can't get there. I know that you've got a policy. I can't get there. I'm a new mum for the new mum massage. <laughs> They're charging me the full amount. <gasps> no. My voucher that was so lovingly <gasps> delivered. They're charging me the full amount. How's that? I was so angry at the time. I felt like bursting into tears. <gasps> to join my daughter we just could have sat there together both crying inconsolably but I was like you might want to rethink the name of your massage (laughs) like are you freaking for real oh my god of all the things that new mums are yeah you know that it's it's unpredictable and it's tough and you market and make a lot of money yes off new mums and you to kick them when they're down yeah so down so that's my rant Oh, well, your birthday's angry. coming up. Yeah, don't send me one there. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like, because I've still got another badge there. I'm so cross. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God, you bunch of weasels. Oh, I can give you a massage. I'm really good. <laughs> Thanks, Elle. I don't know if a new mum giving another Amy, new mum Amy, at the massage. festival that I was at on the weekend, they had um, a masseuse there. She was only 25 euros. So oh, I don't know just if over that's to like, Just fly to Tuscany. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You've got to You're really to helpful this week, Dim. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm being a bit braggy. Sorry. Yeah, he, a bit? Uh, sorry, I was going to say humble braggy. I don't think it's humble. No. No. <laughs> 
No, it's just overt. You're only in Tuscany once, honestly. I'm not even ashamed. I'm not sorry. Embrace it. Yeah, good on you, Dim. All right, so that's been the Millennial Divide. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, listen for free in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us. We love to hear what you have to say, and they really help us. We know you love the conversation, so keep it going. Jump on Insta, jump on Facebook, at the Millennial Divide. Send us an email at at themillennialdivide at gmail.com. We love to hear where you are or what you're doing and how you're listening. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to our awesome editor, Raw Collings. He does an amazing job piecing us all together each week. And, of course, our lovely producer, Claire. She's here. She's getting us all sorted. We're in different locations at every time and she's always got the, the equipment, the gear. the gear. She's ready and to go. And the smile. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you, Tons. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.